Hello, and a warm welcome to the Northern Grower Podcast. My name is Erin, and I am an educator, homesteader, and gardener here in Alberta, Canada. I garden in a Zone 3 climate, and here in our homestead we have a small-scale business. We produce seeds for sale, grow vegetables, and flowers. I created this podcast as a place to share my passion and help educate others to grow their homesteads and gardens, increase their self-sufficiency, and also as a creative outlet for others to connect with and for myself. Even if you're not a cold climate or a northern or Canadian grower, feel free to stick around. Not only do I discuss gardening topics for cold climate growers, but this season I'll be sharing homestead life, stories, history of agriculture episodes, and some plant lore along the way. So thanks for being here. So hello today, everybody. Um, Today's podcast, we are going to be talking about the goji berry and why it is such a good berry to grow in your garden, some growing tips, where to get started if you don't grow goji currently, and a little bit of history because it has an interesting history. Um, Of course, usual disclaimers at the start of recording this. I have my dog next to me who is chewing on a chew right now. Um, So if you hear weird noises, there's that. And also they are doing construction outside. So I can hear on my end like this kind of low humming from whatever machines they're using. So if you do hear some um, machinery, hopefully not, but that is why. And again, so back to today's episode. Oh, I hope you're well, actually. And I did want to provide a brief garden update. So I'm a zone three gardener and it is middle of August. We're coming up to the middle of August. And so I did just want to share where my garden was at. Um, We are starting to get cucumbers. We have cucumbers under a greenhouse type structure that we made, hoop house basically. Um, We have cucumbers coming. They're starting to grow. We have zucchinis now. We're harvesting zucchini. Um, We are harvesting kale and lettuce, and so the leafy greens are very well established right now, and we are harvesting those. Um, Our arugula that we planted very early in in cold frames, that has all gone to seed now, so we'll be collecting seeds from that. Um, And actually, we pulled a lot of our kale. Um, We made the decision to pull it. It was starting to get, like, miners, aphids... um, It was just starting to get really um, slug eaten too, which usually we we don't have too many issues with uh, pests here, but for some reason at this point in the year, the kale was just starting to get really bugged out. And so we decided to harvest it all to use as much of it as we can. Um, We have a lot of seeds, so we we weren't too worried about saving a lot for seed. We still have a lot in stock, so We've left some to go to seed, but we did pull a lot of that to harvest, and we have composted that bed now as well. Um, And what else is going on? Oh, we're harvesting peas, and our carrots are growing very well, looking very big and happy. Um, We haven't pulled any yet. We have thinned them, so we had little tiny carrots. Um, We've been eating those for a few dinners um, a few weeks ago when we did thin them, but we are kind of just letting them go now. Um, and we have a lot of flowers. I have zinnias flowering, and we have uh, dahlias flowering, and we have 
sunflowers and so the garden is just looking very beautiful very green full of flowers so the harvesting and prepping is well underway here we have a lot of um, rhubarb so we are freezing and making lots of delicious things like rhubarb lemonade i hope if you are gardening that your garden is going very well for you there okay so back to today's episode where we'll be discussing the goji berry and whether you already grow the goji or have even heard of it i'm going to just talk about this fantastic berry its story its history why you should grow it and growing tips for this amazing plant that i think any cold climate grower or anyone should make space for in their yard and we personally do have gojis um, we have quite a few shrubs at this point and they are very productive so they are very happy they're very productive and they're just a really good um, nutritious and i find them fairly easy to look after and maintain at this point so let's start with a history of 101 of what the goji or Lyceum barbarum is. So it's a fruiting shrub that was native to Asia. Uh, in particular, it has a lot of association and lore throughout China. It has an interesting backstory of its introduction to Alberta and Canada. I think it's um, really neat how it got here. It produces red fruits or berries that are packed full of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, so it's very nutritious. It is kind of becoming back, coming back into popularity even throughout like Western culture and the Western world um, because it is considered a superfood, a superfruit, because it is so densely packed with those vitamins. Um, so it is really becoming popular now um, and most of you, most of anyone listening here, you've probably, if you don't already grow gojis, your knowledge of them has probably been seeing the dried red berries at the grocery store, dried goji berries that a lot of people have in trail mix or in oatmeal or cereal. Um, and that's typically how we tend to see, see the berry here. Um, and that's because they dry very well. And gojis usually or when you're looking around for gojis you may see that they do grow best in zones five to nine but there are varieties that can grow down to zone three and i've personally have found it to be extremely cold hardy the gojis in our yard um they have survived like we've had some very cold winters here and they have survived um minus Wind chill doesn't typically affect plants. We have been down to minus 50s here with wind chill, um, but we have had like minus 45, minus 46 without the wind chill here, degrees Celsius, and they come back every year. They survived. So my gojis I have found to be extremely cold hardy. We grow um, a variety we sell in store that um, was our naturalized variety, the cold berry, cold prairie goji. Um, but there are other types of goji too. If you look, if you're out there looking for goji, um, another one I really like is the Shanghai Express that you can also get through West Coast Seeds. Um, and also there are other, I'll talk a little bit later in the show about where you can purchase them and the different kinds, but they're also like descendants of some uh, local naturalized gojis from the Edmonton area that you can also purchase, but I'll go over where to purchase them at the end. Um, but our gojis are 
you know, beating what the bigger range of gojis can grow in. And like I said, they are all found around the Edmonton area and they grow wild here. So they are very cold tolerant. And when I say wild, I mean they're, they're pretty naturalized now. So I, they are very cold tolerant and I think it is definitely worth a shot to get some and grow them in your garden. So to the story of the goji berry. It's native to Asia where it has been used as a nutritious food source and is also considered a medicinal herb for thousands of years. So it has been grown and used for thousands of years. That's because they contain large amounts of antioxidants, they contain vitamins A and C, and there is a Chinese legend that states over 2,000 years ago, a doctor visited a village and he discovered everyone was over 100 years old. So this doctor was eager to learn um, the secrets to their longevity, why everyone in this village was living longer than 100. And he found that they had been drinking from a well that was surrounded by goji berries. And so according to the legend, the gojis would ripen, they would fall into the well, and then that vitamin goodness that they're full of would seep into the water, and the village folk were drinking from it. And so they were drinking this, all just this like good super water basically, and it was uh, the secret to why they were living to such a long age. So in China, the goji berry is associated with longevity and youthfulness and um, helping to preserve that youth and kind of combat typical aging uh, signs and symptoms. It's also supposed to help with eyesight and vision as well. And it's also drank as a tea. And that's because also the leaves of the plant are also nutritious and edible. So you can have the berries and the leaves. Um, and so it is considered a very powerful medicinal herb in China. And as uh, so I was reading and researching a bit more about that kind of the legend and the lore of it throughout China, I actually also read that it the goji kind of dipped out of fashion in a way. Um, a lot of there was a point where a lot of youth in China were turning, you know, a point in history where they were turning more towards um, like Western typical Western science and. Um, like the Western culture and they were leaving a lot of like the ancient Chinese traditions and herbs and that type of knowledge and choosing to forego that. And then recently there has been this resurgence throughout the country in ancient medicines and traditions. And so the goji started to bounce back. And then of course that also carried on over into Western um, culture and society when even the science can back up that this go that the goji has these powerful properties and it became kind of this superfood as well in western society so it's kind of carried over and a lot of people are starting to grow it it's actually um even in our store we sell the goji seeds and it is actually a pretty popular seller um and so as chinese immigrants and travelers moved across the world throughout history and in particular across to North America, they brought their beloved plants. So they brought the goji um, with them. And in the Edmonton region in particular, the goji has become naturalized. And that's because Chinese settlers came to this region and they started market gardens in particular along the river valley and throughout what is now called Chinatown in Edmonton. 
and these you can still find the descendants of the original plants throughout the city which is really cool I think um, and so throughout the city in Alberta gardens back alleys trails throughout Chinatown and the River Valley you can actually find if you keep your eyes peeled there are um, descendants of these goji plants scoring throughout which is really neat they have become very much considered what is called a heritage plant in Edmonton so there are plant enthusiasts throughout the city who are very uh, keen and eager on uh, preserving these lines preserving the history and the story of the plants and uh, you know keeping the genetics of these plants growing through cuttings and seeds and encouraging people to also grow them as well and grow these in their yard. Um, and so it's a very much become kind of a treasured plant, some treasured plant lore there for the city of Edmonton. And I'm sure even throughout Alberta and North America and other places around the world, there can be similar stories and tales found. So it's really neat. If you do plan on growing goji berries, they are fairly easy to start from seed. Um, they can be slow to get established, but usually you can expect fruit from around year three. And the plant grows to a shrub anywhere from one to three meters high. And if you're starting from seed, you wanna start about eight weeks before your last frost and keep the soil moist. Once the seeds germinate, you then want them to have good access to light. So they like a lot of light, and this will also help encourage strong and vigorous growth, ready for planting outside. And it's really important to harden off a few weeks before planting out just to reduce that transplant shock. When you're picking a place to plant them, they do like full sun. They can have a little bit of shade, but they do like the full sun. And we planted about one to two meters apart and keep well watered but they do like well-draining soil. So they don't want to be sitting in a lot of um, like wet, damp pools of water. They like well-draining soil. Um, but I've actually found once they're planted, they pretty much take care of themselves. The main thing we might do in winter, like I said, we have found ours to be very hardy, um, but we do mulch and give the roots a good cover over winter just to help keep them warm there. So. Um, we do provide some mulch of leaves over the winter months. So that's pretty much all we have done for care. Um, they do start to become very productive once they get a bit older. And once you get the berries, they are attractive to birds and deer sometimes. We haven't had an issue with deer, um, but I have heard some people have had deer issues with their gojis. So I think it just it depends on the deer in the area, what they like. Um, but we haven't had issues and the plants are thorny so whether that can deter um, some pests there from eating the berries but like I said birds can be a pretty big issue and so you could mesh them or net them to keep the birds out once you get the berries if you want to beat the birds to picking them and the best way to enjoy the fruit is to freeze or dry it and just enjoy and enjoy that fruit so if you are thinking of purchasing or trying a goji, I will list below. Um, I will list in the notes section some of my links to where you can buy them. I don't have any affiliates. Uh, Greenwich Seed is 
obviously um, my small C company, but uh, to the other links, I don't have affiliates. There's just options for you, depending on where you like to purchase. Um, that's my disclaimer there. But like I said, you can get Shanghai Express at West Coast Seeds, which is a pretty good variety. Um, we also have some varieties that we grow at Greenwich Seed. So I have, I will link those below. And Forest City Plants is a really great Edmonton resource too. And they are, uh, like I said, they're into like the heritage plants and kind of preserving those lines of genetics of the Edmonton heritage plants. And they're a really good resource. So you could also get um, seeds from them. And they, were, they are from like the Edmonton stock that is descended from those original plants. So they're pretty, they're pretty strong tolerant plants too. Um, so I will purchase those down in the show notes. If you did enjoy today's episode, you can follow along at uh, the underscore northern underscore grower for episode updates, updates from our life, our garden, our homestead. Um, you can email the show at the northern grower podcast at gmail.com. And next episode, I will be looking at sunflowers. I'm trying to keep these episodes pretty short, like under 20 minutes, but still giving you a little snippets of information. Um, But yeah, if you have any comments, like you want longer episodes, I can definitely try to flesh them out. Um, But I'm not sure what length of episode people like to listen to for podcast. It kind of, it varies. I know I personally in my life listen to like 20 minute episodes and then some podcasts I listen to are like an hour. Um, But I kind of like the 15, 20 minute snippet bite size range. Uh, But let me know. And thanks again for listening. I hope your garden is doing fantastic this year. I hope you are enjoying getting the fruits of your labor, enjoying some preserving. And yeah, next episode that is uploaded will be all about sunflowers. So thank you so much for listening. Do take care and I'll see you on the next episode.